What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Rate Infinity Show podcast. This is episode number 121. Today, I got a friend on here to talk some politics today, some interesting politics. This is someone like, um, he's actually, he's someone interesting who I think a lot of you guys in the audience would actually like to hear from. Uh, my good friend, Dylan Fillion. Billion, if I'm botching his last name, but I know his name is Dylan. Um, how you doing, brother? Uh, you tell the audience who you are, man. Hi, uh, Ray. Uh, my name is Dylan Fillion. I'm a young Gen Z activist. I'm 19 years old. I'm from uh, the great state of Iowa, and I and I'm looking forward to helping President Trump and the MAGA movement um, succeed and to get him elected in 2024. Um, I plan on running for office uh, sometime in the upcoming future, so stay tuned. Yeah, uh, and you mentioned that you're you're Gen Z. Well, I call them like I am too, but I don't say Gen Z. I say what we are actually are, which are Zoomers, because to, to me, to me, Gen Z is just a weird cop out name. I just call them what we really are. I just I just call it Gen Z because I I just I just call it that way. I don't know. I I really don't care what you call Zoomers, Gen Z. I don't really care. Yeah, yeah, kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, Jack from Red Eagle Politics, like he, I, I, I found out that we we're actually ours called Zoomers, so that's what just, I'm just addicted to just calling us that now. So yeah, but yeah, <laughs> as you guys can see, if you're watching this video, um, you see the the thumbnail for it. You see in the image, you see Dylan next to President Donald J. Trump. That's because he's actually met him. On on a, on an occasion, um, if Dylan Dylan, if you could explain, um, you were able to meet him. Um, how did that go? Because you're actually the first first person I've had on my show that's actually had a chance to meet him. Oh well, thank you, Ray. It's uh, yeah. So I happen to be at the Trump rally, and I happen to know a couple of people, and I happen to be put on a list, and I I just happen to uh, be in a line to. Um, get a picture with President Trump, and uh, it was a very select few. I think there was only 11 people in the group that really got to take a picture with him, and um, I think they do this almost every rally. I'm not really sure, but I, I just happened to know a couple of people, and it just happened to work out really well. Um, he, I, I posted it all over the place. If you don't follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, I basically posted a picture of me and him, and uh, the the actual description that I wrote in those posts, he said, he said that to me. And, uh, if, if, if those of you want to see what he said to me, you can go take a look. I can bring it the, up right here. The social media. Yeah. I'll bring it up right here. Um, you can continue talking brother. Uh, that's, uh, that's really all I have to say, really. I mean, it's, it, it was, it was a tremendous experience. Uh, very wonderful man. Um, if you ever get to meet him, he is just like, you know, out of all those big people, you get to meet like President Trump. I know he's, I know he's really rich. I know he's uh, really into um, just, just everything. Mostly, those big people. Some I've met a lot of celebrities who feel, who make you feel like you're lower than them. Well, President Trump makes you feel just as even as he is, and that's the great part I think that I took away from him. And you can go ask a lot of other people that have met him. That's what they've said, and uh, that's what I really experienced. And yeah. that's really all I'd say, Ray. It was yeah. a tremendous experience. Yeah, and you posted the image right here on Twitter. I have it pulled up, and the quote, and you put the quote in that he said. He says, "Man, you look good. 
you might become the future president of the United States. Wow. Uh, if I got, had a, the, the president actually say that to me, I would be like, wow. Yeah. That, so so what was it like when he told when he told you that? I was, you know, Ray, it's, it's super funny because um, a, a lot of my friends, like I, I'm, I've been in politics for almost a year or two now, like just actively. And a, a lot of my friends have been joking, like, oh, hey, you might, uh, you want to run for president someday or some crap. I'm like, I can't get that crap out of here. You, you know, I, I'm just, I, I'm just like laughing. Like, and I, and I do uh, dream of being president someday and I, Sometime I do want to run someday, but I got to work my way up through the ladder here. But um, a, a lot of my friends said that to me. And then when I went up to President Trump and he said that to me, it's like, it's just like, man, this is this is probably the best day of my life. <laughs> it's it's like God spoke. Right. It, yeah. President Trump had no idea who I was. And just he happened to say that. And I've happened to have like 20 or 30 other friends say that to me. It's just it, it's just absolutely wonderful. And. Um, just a surreal experience. And uh, it, Pr President Trump, actually, after we took this photo, um, I actually, the next rally happened to sit by Matt Whitaker and Ashley Hinson. And uh, I, I just happened to be sitting there. And when President Trump was walking out and he, he was looking over at our section and he happened to look at me and uh, he, he looked at, you know how when you look at somebody and you're like, man, this guy looks familiar. That's, that's what he looked at me as. And it's, I think it's very good. And that's how you establish a relationship, especially with a high level figure like that. You keep on showing up to their events. You keep on um, helping them out. I, I think, it, I think it can really uh, take you further. And that's really how you start a relationship with some celebrities. Um, and it, j just a wonderful man. And that, that's really all I have to say. It, it's just awesome. Yeah. And like at the rally, like about about eight, I believe it was eight days ago in Cedar Rapids where where he was here. Uh, yeah, I actually actually met you in person. Like um, we've met we've talked on Twitter a, a few times, but I met you in person and I asked you about it. And you said and when I asked you, um, what's he like in real life? He, and you said he's the exact same person that you see on screen behind the, in, in his in his personal life. That's how he really is. And so, yeah. Oh, he's he's. Like, I mean, he's as open as a book. I mean, he's just so real. And it's, and, and you know, honestly, I like that about him because like you can go up to a Hollywood actor and they'll be, they'll be like the biggest dick you could probably ever meet. And, and by the way, I'm, that's not for everyone, but I'm saying I've had, I've had some friends and friends and a family who've, who've somehow like ran into these people and these people are just the biggest dicks you ever you've ever met in your life it's like these people are so spoiled but it, it's president trump is a different hum human being and actually has a heart for this country and he wants mm -hmm. to do the best for this country and put america first yeah that's really good man like i'm really glad you got a chance to meet him um i would i would hope i get to meet him someday but i'm not anticipating it but if i ever did get a chance to it'd be a great experience yeah and and you know what honestly you you do a bunch of good work and you you get to know people it can definitely happen for anyone so i i i mean I, i've been waiting two years to meet this guy and or a few years now um I, i've known this guy all my life and like it's just like it's just so funny like when you watch a bunch of videos like when you're uh, when you're a, a kid and all that you're not really involved in politics and then all of a sudden like it 
you're just like you've watched tons and tons of videos of this guy speak, and then all of a sudden you're shoulder to shoulder with this guy in a photo. It's just surreal. Yeah, like I like I've said multiple times before, I used to be blue pilled, so I wasn't always I didn't like him beforehand until until 2020 20 in 2021 happened. That's when I got red pilled and became a huge fan of him. Yeah. And, and, and you know what, Ray? And that was that was some part of the country at one time. I mean, if you really think about it, because the other part of the country, I don't think really understood. Because here's the thing: when President Trump ran, um, the American public was heavily um, just—I I don't know how to describe it. I don't know the word, but the American people watched the media a lot and then when president trump ran he was like these guys are freaking lying to you and then all of a sudden and the american people started watching and then thousands and thousands of people like had the same exact things happen and then they're like wow he was really correct and then and by the way it's sometimes it's good to be late and you know what sometimes god picks you a time uh, to wake up and and you had your wake your awakening in 2020 when we had the best economy um really honestly the best prices i've ever seen in my life i mean my parent me and my family were having a blast when he was in office and then all of a sudden when biden got in office it just went to shit yeah so yeah like um like i said it took me a whole while like i was actually one of these people that were like a left like I wouldn't, I could be, you could consider me leftist, but I was, I could say I was more classically liberal back then, but I did, but what changed me to be a full on conservative was seeing like, um, how like, um, the deep state and how like, um, the system was actually taking over and how basically they were being unfair to president Trump. Like, I, like, like I said beforehand and, and between before 2020, like, I did not like him one bit. I was actually believing what the media said. But then I came around to see all when all the corruption was going on with COVID, the Black Lives Matter and, and Antifa riots and all that kind of stuff. But the thing that first woke, the thing that really like um started it all was on the night of the 2020 election, because like, um well, it was that, that day in the night after, because like we saw what, what something was odd because he was well ahead going into the going into the um the end of the night. And then I went to bed thinking he was just going to win. No problem. And then it happened the moment I woke up. You saw, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. He was well ahead of Biden in every in all these key states. Then all of a sudden he was way down. None of that made any sense to me whatsoever. And and then going and then for the next few months, th- then January 6th happened. And then after that, I was like, I'm I'm out of this. I'm full on conservative. I'm full on I'm full on back in President Trump because these people they're trying to get away with all of this. And a lot of people are still buying into this. And, and yeah, that's what really, really woke me up right there, man. And, and you know, uh, Ray, it's uh, really sad that like it, that a lot of the people still haven't woken up because these people are destroying our country. I mean, I mean, you go look at California. I mean, how bad like has a homeless crisis gotten there? It's just unbelievable to see, and it's just tax over tax over tax. I wouldn't be surprised if they start taxing you for every footstep you make because it's just, it's just insane over there. But um, it's – yeah, and to talk about the 2020 election, that's probably the biggest deal of the century. I mean, I mean for a presidential election. I mean, 
Um, and, I, and I don't think that was the first election that has been stolen in our history. Um, uh, there was uh, one election uh, back in the 1800s. I, I don't know who was, but um, I actually happened to have um, what the numbers looked like uh, before everybody went to bed. Uh, for example, in Pennsylvania, you have the image yes. of it. I can pull it up right here. Like, um, of course, some. Click that that um present part, and then just some um, like um click the screen part, and I can bring it up. Okay. Um. So so here's what I have. So um when they stop the vote count in these states, this is what it looked like. So basically, in Pennsylvania, um, uh, sixty four percent of the vote was in. Uh, Trump was up by fifty seven. He had President Trump had fifty seven percent of the vote, while Joe Biden had forty one point eight percent of the vote. In Michigan, uh, Trump had 54%, Biden had 44.4%, 59% of the vote was in at that time. Georgia, um, President Trump had 53.1% of the vote, while Biden had 45.6% of the vote. North Carolina, uh, President Trump had 51.1% of the vote, which he did win that state, um, and Biden had 48.7% of the vote. In Michigan, President Trump had 54.0% of the vote, while Joe Biden had 44.4% of the vote, and 59% of the vote was in at that time. Um, in Wisconsin, I actually happened to live there during that time. Um, Joe Biden had 46.8% of the vote, while President Trump had 51.7% of the vote, and 82% of the vote was in at that time. And, and Ray, I'll send you these numbers so you can prop it up on the screen. But you got to think and ask yourself, those are tremendous numbers that President Trump was putting up at that time. And, and I bet you if you ask any pollster, I mean, if, if I got that correct, wasn't that between nine or ten points for uh, each one of those polls? All but one of those, which was the Wisconsin one, I believe was. Okay, okay, exactly. I, I, okay, exactly. So... In any traditional election, from what I see, is if it's between 10 points, um, uh, usually they would call it for a candidate because that's what happened when uh, in Georgia, uh, when they had the Senate race in December, uh, they called the they called the race for uh, Raphael Warnock because he was up by 10 points. And that's usually when a pollster calls the race, um, which is insane to me. Um and, and by the way, I'm not a professional in this field at all. Um, but from what I see is that's when they stop. That's when they uh, call it for a candidate. And they did not call that um, until, uh, I don't know, 3 a.m. the next day. I don't know. It's just insane. Yeah. So pretty. Re that's really interesting, man. So, like, um, what did you think of when you woke up the, the morning after the 2020 election and you saw what was going on? Well, the next morning I had high school and I happened to be a, a sophomore in high school during that time. And I, I just found it really strange because um, I was I was watching the vote count. And before I went to bed, President Trump was up by like uh, five or six points. I'm like, OK, he should have this in the bag. Right. So then all of a sudden the next morning, I'm like, this is odd. There's, there's no in hell Joe Biden won Wisconsin. And. And if you would go look at the recent Supreme Court hearing, uh, the Supreme Court basically, in a way, just basically told Trump he won the election. But then they said, OK, um, we're not going to decertify the election, but 
we'll make sure it doesn't happen again. So basically you're saying President Trump won the election. But um, it, that's in another way saying he won the election. So then um, from what I saw is um, they said 90% of the nursing homes voted um, in the election. And and it's, it's uh, kind of funny because um, if you go look at past elections, um, barely even 50% of the nursing homes vote. Um, and plus, uh, j- just for the listeners, if, if you understand a nursing home, um, think of this. If you're on your deathbed and you're like um, and you don't know what the hell is going on, um, do you think uh, do you think you're going to be voting? Do you think you're going to be thinking of who's who's going to be your next vote for the 2020 election? I, I would I would hope so not because I'd be thinking about my life. Um, but it, it's just insane. Uh, these numbers are just apparent. and. President Trump won, I think, 18 out of the 18 bellwether counties, and Biden only won one. Mm-hmm. So that that just that just doesn't make any sense. Um, it, it just mm-hmm. the whole thing is rigged. The math is off. The numbers mm-hmm. don't make sense. If you're doing a math equation, and you're you're off by let's say 0.0, okay, 0.10, you're probably going to have to redo the whole thing because it's wrong. Okay, it just doesn't make sense, right? And and you know, I'm sorry, I'm going on a rant here, but it it just go ahead. We need to speak the truth here. It's just insane. Yeah, but yeah, like um, but this is the but you you mentioned nursing homes, but I'll say even this. I'll go even one step further than you. They say Biden got more black votes than Obama did. That's and and here's the thing. I said this on Twitter, and I'll say it again. If you think Biden got more black votes than Obama, you need to get some help, man. You really need to get some help. Like, there is no way Biden got more black votes than Obama. You'll never convince me of that in a million years. Yeah, I find that weird because um, the last time I saw that was, uh, was uh, I mean, I, I saw Biden holding hands with Robert Beard, who is a former KKK member. So it, it's just, um, and, and that's an actual fact, by the way. Uh, the KKK found, the KKK was a part of the Democrat party. The Democrat party hated the blacks and actually wanted to go kill the blacks. And they would put together groups and groups of white people to go kill um, some African-Americans in these, uh, in these uh, African neighborhoods too. So it's, it's just insane. It's, it's a really sad thing. And and by the way, racism, racism is just a stain on this country. Um, But I don't think we live in a racist country. Well, I'm half black, and so I, I'm sorry. America is not a racist country. Like I'm literally like I'm the people that are really keeping are are literally racist are pretty much the leftists because they're racist against white people pretty much. Even though it's most, even though for the most part it's just white people against a racist against other white people. That's really all it is. But yeah, so. But we live in we live in a South Park episode, so nothing really makes any sense anymore. Oh, it's well. Well, President Trump says uh, on some interviews says it's April Fool's Day every day with the Biden administration because you never know what kind of stupid things going to pop up next. Yeah, like I'm at the at, at the rally on Saturday when I was there. Like the the funniest part was when he imitated Biden. Literally, he said, "There's a stair right here. There's a stair right there." And then he turned around and, like he was acting confused and like. <laughs> I just laughed. Like that was the best part of the event for me. So yeah, you know, um, we can make fun of him all we want, but here's the thing: here is Ray. That's that's a commander in chief um, who has control over the biggest nuclear uh, 
the the biggest control over nuclear uh, weapons in in the history of the world right now. Um, that, that that really scares me, and um, the southern border scares me because uh, we've had some uh, people in in the great state of Iowa, and I and I mean Ray, you've seen some of this. Is we've had a lot of fentanyl from the southern border come up to Iowa, and every state yeah. is considered a border state. That, is that the border scares me because we are giving the cartels control of yeah. basically our whole border, which is insane to me. Yeah. And they're raping so many women and children as they're coming up from the border. That's what the human traffickers are doing. And they don't care. They're just doing they're just doing it because they're making money off of it. And then and then you have the Biden administration transferring um uh I don't think they're even doing background checks, but uh they're they're transferring people up to New York City, they're filling up the Roosevelt Hotel, a very fancy hotel. Um, and then they're also uh, filling up the whole entire New York City street. So it, it's just unbelievable. And Mayor Eric Adams is like, oh, well, we need to get these people out of here. Well, well, I mean, like you vote for Democrats, you get an open border. So it's just not that hard to understand. Uh, you know, honestly, though, I, I thought Barack Obama was a lot better than Joe Biden on, on immigration. Because if you saw a video a few years ago, because uh, Barack Obama said basically – um, he was more strict on, tr more strict than Trump on immigration. If you've seen a video from 2007, he basically hmm. said we need background checks, we need, we need a secure border, and that's what he said. And that's the only thing I practically agreed oh. with him on. Well, that was in that was before he was elected president, though. That's a little different from when he was. Yeah, president. I know, but that's that's a video that can be used like yeah. it. it propped up against the democrats because <laughs> they they said that and now now all of a sudden they're like well well we want open borders it's like what what are yeah. you doing yeah for like and for like eight years obama was just saying like how much um immigrants are better than even regular americans there's, there's literally videos of him saying stuff like that literally it's just it's just so funny because um he had one of uh, he, there was one immigrant that came in as a kid under his administration, and there was an article that came out. Um, I think it was this year, last year, that the immigrant uh, murdered somebody or something, and, it's, and he says that person's better than an American citizen. It's just it's just hypocrisy. It's just yeah. stupid. Or or there's have you seen? Did you see that um recent um um story? I forgot when it was. But like um, a veteran was kicked out, was getting kicked out of his out of his um house because well his apartment to make room for all these illegals that are being shipped in. I heard something about that. That's disgraceful. That's that's. I mean, oh gosh, that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Um. And here's the image that that you sent me. These are pretty much all the all what the numbers before and after before we went to bed on the election night in 2020. Like you see, Trump is up in every single one of these states. The only one he stayed up in, like come the next day, and he won was North Carolina. But that's the only example. Well, and uh, well, and Ray, I'm just I'm just still asking, where did they find the extra votes? Because there wasn't any. Um, yeah. Because because I can tell you one thing. I mean, for people who live in Wisconsin, like the great state of Wisconsin, it, it's just. It, it, even when you go into Milwaukee, you'll see a few Trump signs. It, it just, there's no, it, it just, it just doesn't make sense. 
and and people were even saying on election night that this just doesn't make sense. There's no way in hell Joe Biden won that election. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, like, I mean, because Joe Biden would come to Wisconsin and he would have three circles and he would have about eight people in him. Um, and, and that's, and the eight people were the media. So, uh, and then, and then you'd have president Trump, uh, come to Milwaukee. And, and I remember when I was a freshman in high school when this was happening, um, it, president Trump would come somewhere close to Milwaukee. And the thing that would be talked about in school would be like, Hey, do you want to come to the Trump rally? Do you want to come to the Trump rally? Or it, it, it was that kind of vibe. Like everybody loved president Trump in uh, Wisconsin, and he would attract a crowd of twenty to thirty thousand people, and he'd be at a at a fair field or some some uh, some field that would just be filled up in just minutes. It's just unbelievable. I mean, p- people love President Trump, and, and especially in the great state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but the biggest disgrace of them all was was what happened. Um, you remember the Texas v. Pennsylvania lawsuit that got tossed up by the Supreme Court? Like um, the basic idea of that lawsuit was because, hey, these states went past um Congress and the state legislators and changed the voting laws. You can't do that. The Constitution clearly gives Congress only Congress and the state legislators to create any voting laws. And none of them passed any of these this massive mail in ballot kind of stuff. They just went past the, they just went past the legal system and just did it anyway. Like how they didn't get in, in trouble for that is beyond me. Well, the uh, well, the Democrats, I think, on average, sent out eighty million ballots across the whole country. Um, if you if you really uh, read it right, and it's, I, I think, it, I think it was eighty million ballots. I remember President Trump talking about it um, during that time. Um, yeah, the Democrats sent out eighty million ballots, and then all of a sudden, um, y- you'll see them thrown in creeks uh, that say Trump on them. You'll see. Um, just, and, and some of them even were sent to dead voters too. And then somehow those dead voters voted. I don't understand. And, and I think there was an audit that was out that I was looking at the audit and I'm like, man, how does somebody from born in 1890 still alive and still vote today for Biden? I, I, I wasn't even aware of that. Um, I, I, it was some weird number. I saw an image of a ballot and, and the person who was the voter was born in 1890 and somehow voted for, for uh, Joe Biden for, uh, for president. <laughs> I just, and the guy voted about the guy um, died about 20 years ago. So I, I just, I guess, I guess somebody is a time traveler or something. I, I don't get it. Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe, understand. He, maybe, he think, I think maybe, um, maybe a spirit's still alive. I don't know. But yeah. it's, uh, it's just something. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, and you find it weird that all these state legislators, they went past, and if you notice the states that they did this in, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, all the swing states. So you tell me it's just a huge coincidence that they did this in all the swing states. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. I I think, uh, honestly, Ray, um, I honestly think uh, President Trump got more than 75 million votes because here's the thing is, um, according to 2000 Mules, a documentary that they did, which is awesome. I haven't I haven't watched it, but I've seen little clips of the documentary and it's really it's really insane because 
I, I, I know, but like I've, I, I know I just don't have the money to pay for that right now um, <laughs> due to my dynamics, but um, I plan on watching that. But here's the thing with that documentary is um, they say on average, in average, six million ballots uh, were not counted uh, during the 2020 election. Um, mm-hmm. if, if I got that correct, Ray, am I correct on that? Uh, I don't know the exact amount. I'll have to watch the movie again. But yeah, uh, I'll look it up while I'm talking because I think it. I think uh, just just so I'm correct, I don't want to sh- shout out a false number, but for, I think I looked it up and it was six million. I just wanted you to check, fact check me, just to make sure. But uh, um, so, so basically, um, an average six million ballots were not counted or were thrown out, uh, which I find weird uh, because. Because I honestly think President Trump got more votes, more votes than Biden. Um, I, I seriously don't think Biden got 81 million votes. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's six million. Um, yeah, that's really all I'd say. On yeah, that. I'm trying to see. Uh, well, I, I'm reading this from the Washington Examiner. It says the latest government report. 15 million mail ballots in 2020 were that were unaccounted for. So, yeah, yep, that's uh, that sounds correct because um, from when I looked up in I think it was 2021, said so 6 million, and now obviously more information comes out and they say 15 million. So, so I mean, you add that up. Uh, President Trump had about 75 million votes, 50 million. Yeah, that's easily a landslide victory in all those swing states. Um, and, and also in Wisconsin, there was video of people stuffing these mail, mail. Uh, I, ca- I call them unlocked boxes because they're, they're just not secured. Um, they'll have random people drop off a, a bunch of uh, fake Biden ballots. And then all of a sudden that, that ballot will get counted, but the, but the majority of Trump ballots will get thrown out in the creek or uh, yeah. waste paper yeah. basket or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But I don't think they just um tried this in the old swing states. I think they tried this in multiple other states. Like, did you see down in Florida? Like, um, there were a lot of people outside a bunch of these polling places. And the people inside just put pizza boxes in front of the window so you couldn't see what was going on inside. Like, I think they tried this in mo- many different states. And they just succeeded and didn't succeed in some of those. Well, uh, well, they also uh, with the poll watchers too. They had a bunch of poll watchers, uh, mega poll watchers, and uh, then all of a sudden uh, they they couldn't examine uh, up close because they were like, well, well, there's a water main break, you can't examine, and that happened in Fulton County. And um, and, and if they examined up close, and they would they would threaten them with lawsuits and worth worth millions of dollars, and it's just it's insane and. Uh, th- th- these people are sh- surely disgusting. They're breaking our laws. Uh, they're breaking. Yeah. They're breaking every single ethic you can think of by being yeah. a pulp. Yeah. It- it's just unbelievable. Th- yeah. These people are disgusting and need to be out of our system because these yeah. are the people that are destroying our system. Yeah, I'm curious what happened in the other swing states that no one's really talking about too much. Like I'm like Nevada, New Hampshire, Virginia, and Maine. I'm really curious. Like I'm if. If they tried this on there, I, I really want to know that. I really do. Because I think it's quite well, possible uh, Trump did win those other states, too. I, I, and you know what? I, I honestly think uh, Trump possibly could have won Virginia. But here's the thing is, um, Virginia is, I, I think, in some ways, Democrat. But it's purple. There's there's some there, it's purple, definitely. But I feel like it's switchable. 
and and you saw with the governor's race with Glenn Youngkin. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I got to say Glenn Youngkin did a fantastic job with uh, with what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope to God from what I've been hearing from Laura Loomer and her reports of saying he's going to run for president because DeSantis is a is like a a sinking a sinking bird in the sky. Um, I really hope to God he doesn't run for president because he'll, he'll I think he'll ruin um, a Republican's chances of uh, winning in Virginia because um, we sure need uh, Republican control, uh, also known as MAGA control, in the state legislature and in the governor's mansion. Yeah. Um, I, I hope to God Glenn Youngkin makes the right choice and doesn't yeah. run for president because we need President Trump to win. Yeah. Well, remember, President Trump barely lost um, Virginia in 2016. He almost won it, just barely lost it. Well, and then, well, and then the next, then the next year later, uh, Glenn Youngkin won the governor's election. So it was like an alley oop kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so who knows what what happened? Um, it's he. It's, who knows? He may be, but I. It's pretty obvious Trump did a lot better in 2020 than he even did in 2016, and I. I really, I wouldn't be surprised if, if other stuff were manipulated with. I'll just say that in other states, yeah. Well, well, I wouldn't be surprised if stuff is manipulated here in Iowa, even because uh, Iowa, we still have to. I, I mean, Iowa, we have we have a lot of good, secure elections, but we don't. Our elections aren't that secure because uh, we still got we still have to get rid of these machines. We have yeah. to go to paper ballots and yeah. go to hand count because that's it, it just needs to be that way. I mean, if you look at all these machines from what I found out and being in spaces with uh, with a great with a great space host named phenomenology is uh, we mm-hmm. from what we found out is these machines can be programmed to count a certain amount of votes. Like so let's say let's say I had uh, or, or actually they can be programmed to um to determine to determine a certain outcome so let's say i got 39,000 votes well well and well then they can boost my opponent up to 40 40,000 votes so it's it's just um it's just a rigged system and plus these machines can be manipulated with uh, some of these machines are some of these chips are made in china where china can have control over the machine and can determine a certain a certain outcome so and, and same thing with California. I mean, I'll look at California. They just banned, um, uh, what was it? I think they banned mail and mail and ballots or not mail and ballots. What? They, they, they banned, um, they banned something mm. that has to do with elections and it, re- it was a really helpful thing. Oh. And it, it's, yeah. in California elections need some work because I think, <laughs> I think the nation really needs that. Yeah, well, I did see hacking democracy where where basically they did show that you could like um get you could um get into these machines and have a third party alter like um some votes. I mean, but that even though but that was in two thousand with Bush and Gore, but still though it, it still could have some relevance today. It's it, it's 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 extremely sad because um, uh, the United States is seen as uh, as one of the best countries to move to and one of the best places to be and. It is, but unfortunately, we have some kinks in our system that we need to get rid of. Um, it's it's insane, and it's it's undeniable that the system needs to be uh, fixed. It's not a Republican nor Democrat issue; it's an American issue, and uh, and we obviously have some problems with the system. Yeah, 
and you did mention that how you don't you hope Youngkin doesn't run too because it, and I hope so as the, at the same time. But you said you hope he doesn't run too because it could hurt our chances for the presidential election. And that's well, that's, well, it's, well, it's well, it's not it's not hurting our chances for the presidential election yeah, in Virginia. It's it's a, it's well, well, no, not in Virginia. I'm talking about the broader perspective. I'm talking about um, if Glenn Youngkin betrays Virginia then you could possibly have a Democrat governor next election, which, which obviously, which obviously Virginia is a key state that we want to hold on to. And we're barely holding on to it by a thread. And we're actually planning to, I think, switch the Senate this election. And if Glenn Youngkin announces for president, well, there goes our chances to having a Republican governor, Republican state legislator and um, all, all the things above. So it, it's a, we got to think of the broader perspective here and we got to make sure this guy doesn't run because from what I've seen, the reporting that Laura Loomer doing, she's fantastic. Um, she's been a reporting that Glenn Youngkin received $250,000 from a rich guy uh, hmm. named Steve something. I don't know. Um, I, I know he's very um, included in uh in donors and donations and all that. So it's, it's just unbelievable. We better make sure this guy doesn't run because Virginia will be absolutely effed if he runs. It's, it's kind of the same thing as Florida too. I mean, you look at Ron DeSantis, I mean, Ron DeSantis was, was sinking in the polls. And then all of a sudden president Trump endorsed him, came crying to president Trump said, endorse me, endorse me. And then all of a sudden he got endorsed and then he went up like a rocket ship. So then all of a sudden, Ron DeSantis runs in 2022. People are voting for him to be their governor for a second term. And then he's, and then he switches to resign a run law in Florida. And then all of a sudden he runs as a, a presidential candidate, which I th I think, honestly, I, th I think it's unethical of him to do that because uh, that was there. Run law. Yeah. What's what's happening here? Sorry, man. My audio, my audio burst for whatever reason. I don't know what caused that. Sorry, that's on that's on me. Sorry, man. Yeah. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Oh yeah, but continue on. Well, well, well where I was is Ron DeSantis. Florida had a resign a run law that was put in there by by governor or senator, I should say, Rick Scott, which has which I think is a very good law because if you really think about it. Um, as Florida governor, you serve two terms and it's either if you're going to run for a different position than governor, then you're, then you should resign as governor because you're obviously not committed to the job. And then DeSantis changed the law with the red state legislator that Florida has. And then now it's, now it's not a law anymore. So, um, and, and now the governor can run as a pre presidential candidate and, Right now, Florida is an absentee governor, and the MAGA patriots who donated and voted for Ron DeSantis are very pissed. And that was his uh, that was his main base that got him his landslide victory. So it's uh, it's really sad to see. And now now Ron DeSantis has tarnished his whole political career. And I honestly don't think he'll even get to be elected a higher position ever again after this because he really he really drained his political career. And I hear talks about him running for U.S. Senate if this race to go that well i'm like oh my gosh well then there goes our loss for the u.s senate then because it's, it just wouldn't be good for us i mean that guy is swamp and we don't need any more swamp that's part of our problem we need mega senators like carrie lake and other people 
to step up to the plate and do the right thing. JD Vance, people like J- that. Well, well, JD Vance too, and I and I'm actually uh, friends with Jr. Majewski, and I I absolutely love Jr. I adore Jr. He's he's just fantastic, and he's the kind of badass that we need in the house right now. It's just. I think honestly, you'd have all this stuff settled right now if JR was in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, what I was going to get to earlier was, which is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, because like saying that it could hurt like um, Republicans overall, the MAGA people, us MAGA people overall. I wanted to ask you um, about um, RFK and like, um, because like um, we know that he now he just recently announced that he's running for president as an independent because the Democrats just kicked him out pretty much of the Democratic Party. Well, for the most part, because they don't want him running. They want Biden running. And I was, what I wanted to ask you is this. We do know that he will take votes away from both Trump, President Trump and Biden. But I wanted to ask you this. Who do you think he's going to? Um, help more or hurt more? Like, who do you think he'll take more votes away from? And like, um, how do you think the situation overall will play out? Well, the thing that I see is, I, I, I really, honestly, I, I think the Democrat Party is grooming Gavin Newsom to hop in the race sometime soon because, uh, I mean, there's signs all over that the Democrat Party wants to ditch Biden, and, um, and and I think RFK is terrible. Um, in my opinion, he's is his stances are terrible. I mean, he he believes they should be uh, funding this climate hoax, which is which is just the be, biggest hoax in the freaking world. He um, said you should go then, to jail if you if you disagree if you don't believe in it. So, which is which is like kind of like uh, which is kind of like a Stalinist regime where Joseph Stalin said if you don't agree with me, I'm going to kill you. So that's it's it's kind of the same exact thing. Um, but then uh, it, RFK is just playing out bad. Biden is just playing out bad. I, I honestly think, um, I, I, th- I think honestly, somebody needs to tell RFK to, to resign because he's just not going to help anything um, for, for running. Because like he's, I, I'd rather have him run as a Democrat and just t- take away votes from Biden because honestly, like nobody likes Biden. Like it just just playing out like he's unpopular with Democrats. I mean, it just shows in the polls and it shows, um, it shows even on his approval rating. I mean, I think from one approval rating that I saw on Fox news, I think 50% of the American population does not approve of Biden's job as president. And then a 38% approve of it. So it's, um, it's just insane. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I don't know if you watch Tim Pool. I watch him a lot. He had a guest on um about a week or so ago talking about this kind of stuff because J- RFK just recently announced it. It was right then, and like he mentioned that um how he believes that um that RFK will take more votes away from Biden and help Trump more because like um because he he what he what he goes back to is like um uh is the 1992 election between George H W Bush and Bill Clinton. Where like it was predicted that Bill Clinton was gonna win the re-election and beat them, Bill, where George W. Bush, H. W. Bush, was predicted to beat Bill Clinton and take the presidency again. But um, when you look at it, a third party—I forgot what his name was. I forgot if you can if you can remind me who it was. I would like to know. Um, he ran and he took votes away from more. He took more votes away. Ross George, Pearl. Ross Pearl. Okay. He took more votes away from George H. W. Bush, which allowed um, Bill Clinton to win. Like um, he he helped. Bill Clinton was able to win Georgia, um, Tennessee, 
Alabama, I believe. Was it Alabama or Mississippi? Yeah. And also Montana, which are these are traditionally red states. And Bill Clinton was able to win them. And it wasn't because but the reason he was able to win these states was because um, votes were taken away from George H.W. Bush. And so if you had to take a guess, do who do you, do you honestly think um, um, RFK will take more votes away from Biden or Trump? Uh, see, here's the thing. I'm not an expert on this, but um, I honestly think um, just because here's the thing is we got to think back during that time, too. I, I mean, it's. George Bush made a lot of decisions that really cost his um, his election, and um, it, it, and I'm I'm not a fan of the Bushes. Okay, I, I love Reagan, but I'm not a fan of the Bushes. Um, George Bush did do some good things, and so did his uh, so did his son. But here's the thing: um, it it's it's kind of the same way his son, his son finished out his second term. He kind of, he kind of effed himself in the back. And then, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like, uh, you, uh, you get another Democrat coming in. So, um, I, it, that's really hard to say because we live in a time where it's, it's literally a fight against good versus evil. And, and people got to see that and uh, people got to look at um, their gas prices and their pocketbook and say, uh, do you want another four years of this, uh, four years of more wars, more chaos, or do you want a four more years of peace, prosperity um, in a strong country? I, I think I think people got to understand that. And we're living in interesting times right now. And I honestly think people will choose um, peace and prosperity um, for this country. Yeah. over Biden. I really do. Except it depends on the election system because we have a rigged election system and we've never seen something like this in our nation's history. Yeah. But like, I'm also in that same Tim pool video, the guy was talking about like, um, how RFK will allow Trump to win like states that Repub- Republicans don't normally win. Like, I'm um, not just like that cer- certain, that specific district in Maine, but like Maine as a whole, the rest of it. And also maybe even Minnesota too, potentially. Cause remember, President Trump only lost Minnesota by like 10,000 votes in 2016. So uh, who who knows? Like if RFK could take enough votes away, Trump could win. But at the same time, he's still uh, he's still appealing to a lot of Republicans, too, with a lot of his vaccine stances, which um, I agree with his vaccine stances. Well, most of them, I should say, because he has some said some ridiculous stuff in the past. But still, though, he, it appeals to more a lot of Republicans. And that would take votes away from President Trump, which it, it could stab us in the back, really, man, right there, really. So listen, um, and honestly, I think President Trump has been advised by this from what I've heard and seen. And, and by the way, I've seen him change his stance on the vaccine, obviously. Um, I, I think President Trump is well aware of what's happening with the vaccine right now. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, he's, he's been told by a couple of people, and I know for a fact, people close to him of what's been happening and people have been contacting them. And I, I do have some sources uh, to the Trump team, but from what I found out um, is, so here's the thing is we got to think back to the time, right? It's all about timing. Yeah. Um, at, at that time in our country, we wanted a vaccine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So president Trump gave them a vaccine. 
But we got to also look at President Trump. Listen, President Trump may like was may have been the last guy to approve it. But also we got to also look at who was telling him to do this, mm-hmm. who was who was telling him to do this, because um, from what we found out now, the vaccine was not tested. It was not even it was it, it, listen, it was not even tested and like an RFK actually happened to do a lawsuit because usually before you release a vaccine, you're supposed to test in the, and Dr. Fauci uh, didn't give a shit. And then he, and then he released it. And then, and then Mike Pence, Mike Pence also knew about it too, but, but uh, he just, he just proved it Mm -hmm. um, along with the other establishment cronies. Um, And then all, and then all of a sudden they come up to president Trump and say, Hey, the vaccine's done. And obviously president Trump is expecting a vaccine. And then they say the vaccine's done. And, obviously he he approved it because he didn't know he, i mean first off how are you supposed to know how scientifically good the vaccine is um when you have these when you have people like dr fauci which we obviously didn't know how corrupt he was at the time the american public didn't know who he was and how corrupt he was at the time mm-hmm. and then he approved it and then now all of a sudden we're finding out now that he was funding this pandemic mm-hmm. to to kill people and he funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and now all of a sudden we have a big giant problem on our hands. So, um, it's a very complex issue. Um, I, I I do gotta say, President Trump did have some responsibility in it, but he had very little compared to what Dr. Fauci and Mike Pence had, because yeah. mm-hmm. um, Mike Pence knew about the vaccine, and so did Dr. Fauci, but they didn't really give a shit. So, yeah. um, and, and Mike Pence was really advised on the vaccine, and that yeah. was, and and he put Mike Pence in charge of Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, and I, and that's how it was at the time. So we got to look at the bigger picture here, and stop pointing. And we got to stop pointing fingers at President Trump because yeah, this guy 100%. was because this guy was fighting lawsuits left and right. He he got he, most of his policies were done by executive order because he couldn't get anything passed due to the um, stupid Republican Congress and Democrat Congress that we had. And we got to also look at what he did for us because he fought harder than anyone else did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, like, if President Trump had, had had the information he has right now, I'm pretty sure he would have handled it very differently back then if he had the same information. Well, uh, well, and you know what? Also, we we got to also understand that um, uh, we started to find out as after the 2020 election, as time started to tick, that, um, that these people were starting to betray us. And mm-hmm. uh, we found that out with Bill Barr. Who didn't who didn't want to actually prosecute Jeffrey Epstein and actually uh, give out the uh, was it the was information it the, he had it, on him. information he had on him yeah I mean I mean I mean Attorney General um, what's who's Attorney General right now um, uh, uh, Garland, Garland Attorney Garland, General Garland. Garland Attorney General Garland could release it right now and where's where's the outrage about that I mean it's Bill Barr could have released it, but I don't, but I feel like he was, in my opinion, from what it looked like, it looked like he was bought and paid out by somebody because, um, because uh, the Democrats sure had a nice hold on him. And if uh, Bill Barr did anything to try and uh, uh, release anything, uh, he he was afraid of getting impeached and and President Trump wanted this stuff to be released. And um, Bill Barr was just too much of a pussy to do it. So, um, well, well, he betrayed it's, Trump. It's, there's well, yes, yes, and he did betray Trump, but but here's the thing: he he had the chance to release it and he didn't. 
And you know what? That's not, that's not President Trump's fault at all because he because uh, he was advised to put this guy in this position. And President Trump had to rely on some rhinos and some other people that you'd probably not like or want to trust, but he kind of had to trust them because he had nobody else to trust. And how are you supposed to know a problem when when you haven't been in the problem, right? We, we knew there was a problem in in Washington, mm-hmm. but, we did, but we didn't know how deep and corrupt it was. Um, and we were very advised on that. And um, mm-hmm. and I think President Trump really showcased it all. And now he knows everyone. And I feel like he'll do even better this time because mm-hmm. he'll know who to elect, who to trust. And yeah. I feel like he's building a relationship with a lot of good people. Yeah. And when I said earlier that um, RFK said some weird things about vaccines, like he'll, what I mean was he, he'll say one thing, but then at the end of the day, you found out that he, he got a vaccine himself. That's what I'm saying. Like he's contradicting well, himself well, right there. So... Well, well, RFK. well. Here's the thing. Well, here's what RFK, um, and also RFK said the vaccine was safe too. So I mean, he, he like, it's a it, people like the time. You got to think about the time because, and plus, the Democrats are pushing the vaccine. Like, I mean, like how hard the freaking weather is pushing down snow. I mean, it's it's just like, okay, it, it's it's just like. It, you got to think back at the time, and and by the way, uh, RFK is just as radical as Joe Biden is. Except RFK has, I think, a little bit of morals to know that, um, in, in some in some issues. But RFK believes in killing a baby at nine months, which I think the majority of the American people don't believe of doing. Um, and it's and he's yeah. been very vocal about that, and his record is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's nothing like his dad or his uncle. He's nothing. So well, his, well, his uncle was the last Democrat to support the Second Amendment. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. His his uncle, his his both his dad and his uncle were the last were pretty much last ones. Although their immigration, although their stuff on immigration was not that good in my opinion, pretty much almost everything else I really like. Well, what well, they did. well, the RFK family. Well, RFK's family, if you really think about it, is a criminal family because um, how they yeah. got their money was through the Prohibition era. And they yeah. were, and they were very, and th- they were very involved in that industry before before alcohol was illegal here in the United States. So I'm saying, like, uh, you want to know a criminal? I mean, I mean, look at his whole family line. I mean, how did I, I mean, how did uh, John F. Kennedy's dad receive millions of dollars th- through the Prohibition era, and then all of a sudden his son becomes president, and then all of a sudden his his son is shot, but his son his son is shot by the CIA. I mean, it's. And plus, by the way, I think we all know the CIA shot JFK. You have to be dumb to not to think that. I I mean, seriously, I mean, it's just you got to look at the whole situation. And I I honestly do think uh, the CIA shot uh, JFK because uh, Mm -hmm. because because JFK obviously had some shit that the CIA did not want out. Yeah. And plus and plus um, also another thing. The mob is was what helped JFK become president in 1960, and that is true. That is true. They, they helped him win Illinois, and I've heard rumors they may have helped him win Texas, but I I don't know if that that has been ver- verified or not. Uh, I mean, it's there's many things like I like I would like to find out really um, if Joe Biden won California or New York or any of these places because these places have some rigged elections, and mm-hmm. I. I I, I truly believe if we had free and fair elections, I think President Trump would be winning a lot of these blue states, which 
which I, I which I really don't call blue states at all because they're, they're easily winnable states. Just Republicans have to have some balls to well, actually campaign well. Well, well, most of these blue states, well, aren't actually even blue states. They just have blue cities that are deeply blue, and the rest is just some red. Well, it's well, it's well, and it's also not the cities that determine the elections. It's the uh, places well, around the city. So, like, in- like, so I'm just saying, I'm I'm saying, if you go to Illinois, like, it, it's not. It's not the city of Chicago that determines the election. It's the suburbs that determine the election. Like, I mean, this last governor's race, I mean, Darren Bailey, Darren Bailey lost because I don't think, I don't think he hit the, the areas around Chicago hard enough. And obviously you got the result that you got. So I'm saying like, you know, the rest of the state of Illinois is going to vote for you. So why don't you just hit the, focus on the circle around Chicago because that's that's really what's going to determine your election and and what I honestly think is um I think Republicans need to fight a lot a hell of a lot more harder um in yeah. these states because because really honestly we could check a lot of people like I, I mean California the governor candidate only the Republican uh, candidate for governor in California only um, campaign two weeks before the election got the highest vote count since since Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it's I mean we can change a lot of things, and it's very possible. It's just like we got to work at it and put money towards it. And if if honestly we want to win elections, this is the place to start. Yeah, well, like um, if you go to like if you go to Massachusetts and you just go to Baltimore, you'll find that you'll see you'll see Baltimore is like a crazy leftist area. But if you go outside of Baltimore, I mean I mean outside outside of Boston, my mistake. Like if you go to Boston, it's nothing but crazy leftism. But if you go outside of Boston, you'll see a whole bunch of Trump flags and, and Gaddison flags everywhere. So it's it's really these cities and suburbs that determine every election, no matter what, pretty much. Well, well, I mean, then, well, then if they're going to determine your elections, then how about you fight harder? I mean, I, I mean, look at Vivek Ramaswamy. He went to the south side of Chicago, where where a lot of people don't go, um, and. And, it, and and they were even asking questions like, I mean, wh- what do you stand for? Like, like, what do you like? Why? Why should we vote for you? Like, I mean, I mean, I, I feel like Republicans are really missing out on an opportunity here to go to these places and really campaign and really tell people their message. Because I really honestly, these people, you can get, get your message out there. Obviously, the mainstream media has a say in somewhat of your vote, but I feel like the mainstream media has a little majority has little say in your vote because really honestly who are you looking at the most you're going to be looking at the candidate you're not going to be looking at the mainstream media um if if you're a smart voter and i honestly think the american people um are smart voters and they will look at the candidate and if you really campaign with the right message and you get their support and you get you just be smart and know what you're talking about i feel like you're going to get everyone's vote Mm-hmm. regardless if you're a Republican or Democrat. So, and that can go for independence too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can go for, for anyone. If you pitch, if you pitch me what your message is, what you're going to run on and how you're going to do it, you got my vote. Um, mm-hmm. But, but here's the thing. I'm never going to vote for a Democrat because mm-hmm. I just don't, I just don't believe in the shit that they're doing um, policy wise. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. by the way, there's some, there's a lot of Republicans that I don't like, but uh, you know, I don't like, I don't like Joni Ernst here in Iowa. I no, or Chuck Grassley. 
they're both rhinos. It's it's just super sad. Um, and uh, it, it's it's really honestly very sad because a lot of people respect the Joni Ernst, and now they don't. Um, yeah. And now and now look at her she, her popularity is just tanking. And then and then you also look at Governor Reynolds, where she's been with the Santas a lot of times, and you see her popularity is sinking. And Marriott Mill, Miller Meeks, she, she was with the Santas at. Remember when President Trump was at the Iowa Iowa State game? Like um, like um, you saw DeSantis there, and Marriott Miller Meeks was sitting right next to DeSantis after the game too. Well, so, uh, and also by the way, I'm friends with um, Marionette, so um, she, she's she also um, that day also took a picture with President Trump that day. Oh, oh okay. Um, I wasn't and, aware of that. And, and by the way, she, she, she's a rhino. But here's the thing: is um, she's a very nice respectful person to me uh she, she's she's considered a friend of mine but okay. I, I don't respect her as my representative though yeah um it, like listen it's it's a if if so your listeners can understand if i may not like for example ray i may not like you as a as a host of a of a radio show but i respect you for your job right it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of that thing, you know? Um, yeah. It, right. It's, it's, it's kind of like, think of your, your coach and the kid doesn't like you, but the kid respects yeah. you as your coach, because regardless you're in that situation, that's, yes. that's, that's what I, that's my mindset behind some things. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that's, and she's always been respectful and nice and, and, I, and I've always been respectful and nice to her too, but I'm not, I'm not very happy with a lot of the things that, uh, she's been doing like sending money to Ukraine and all this other bullshit. And we need to get all four of these congressional uh, seats out, like out yeah. quickly because these people do not belong in power. Yeah. I was actually a big fan of Ashley Henson. I was. And then like, um, and then the, then the stuff happened with where Matt Gates was trying to replace Kevin McCarthy and some stuff happened there. Pretty. That's pretty obvious. Well, she. Well, she, well, she's bought out. I mean, she seems bought out from what I see. Is because, um, she, she just is bought out. I, I just. I can just tell. Um, and same thing with Randy Feenstra and Zach Nunn. I mean, I, I. I just could tell they're bought out because, um, you, you just go look at their voting record, and then all of a sudden they're elected to that position. I mean, these people some of them don't have a good voting record in the state legislature. And then all of a sudden we're pr promoting them to be our next representative. It's like, guys, like we're just like, we're just like feeding into the system. That's not working for us at all. And, and, and by the way, I have a lot of friends in the state legislature and they have a lot of good bills going through and, and it's so, some of their bills don't even get heard by leadership. It's, it's disgraceful because well, because think of it, if you're if you're a working body government, you'd want to hear everyone's ideas. You would want to hear everyone's bills. But why? But why aren't these mega bills getting voted on? Why aren't we uh, having an election integrity bill with paper ballots, zero machines, and making it making it a national holiday? It, it's just a lot of these things are getting heard because there's a small small leader majority in our state legislature that's not getting this stuff heard and these people are part of part of the system and same thing goes for congress same thing goes for state legislators around the country yeah. it's just insane and we need to get these people out well 
Well, the, the word I use instead of system, the word I use is called the matrix. That That's the better word I use. Yeah, system matrix. I, I, whatever word comes to mind, I go with it. So it's just me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we've been going on for about an hour, so um, we'll wrap up in like a few minutes. But like um, before we get it, before we do, uh, you, we want to talk a little bit about the Israel-Hamas um, conflict first. Sure. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, like we can go for just a couple minutes. So before you go, but yeah. Um, so from from everything that I've been seeing that's going on right now, like um, I, I've said this on Twitter, and I'll say it again. Like um, I, I uh, is both Israel and Hamas are doing vicious things to each other that um that neither of them should be doing. But as a Christian, I have no choice but to support Israel. I have no choice but to. See, and, and by the way, you hit it on the head too. Um, I, I I do support Israel, but here's the thing: I I support a thing called peace. Okay, and and listen, I, I think Hamas got him got themselves into a thing that really won't stop until until there's um, a strong leader in that Oval Office. Um, really, I hate to say it, but th- there's no way in hell this issue is going to be resolved under Biden. It just isn't. what i see is i think it's a small i think hamas is a small terrorist group that uh that just that just hates jews and everything that the jewish uh, that that the jewish stand for and then they attacked israel so um and plus really honestly i i I want i want peace I want peace with both sides, but here's the thing. You're not going to get that with the terrorist group. So like this terrorist group needs to be killed off. Um, but I don't think a small terrorist group defines um, what, what the other civilians uh, stand for. If you know what I mean? Yes. I'm not listen, And I don't support, I I don't support Hamas. I support Israel all the way, Mm -hmm. but I, f- I feel like a small group doesn't determine the definition of a big population. Uh, yeah. Like um, a lot of the children and women that were being killed by Israel, they don't, no one ever t- has been talking about this, but Egypt was cutting off a lot of the border area. So they couldn't escape into, into, into there. So, but these, all- but, oh. but these, these, these people, these Hamas terrorists are savages. Like they're just, they're just the most, disgusting human beings i've ever freaking seen and or actually i've seen some disgusting human beings but they're they're seriously like just terrible um and these 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 people oh my gosh i and plus i i see like some palestinian children like suffering and it's really sad to see and the, uh, the, the one thing i wish the palestinian people would stop doing is or, or the Palestinian parents, some of the Palestinian parents, I wish what they would stop doing is promoting um, shit to their children and saying, oh, gosh, we hate the Jews. We must kill the Jews. It, it's just unbelievable. Just stop the shit. Just stop yes. the shit. And it, like, like it's, seriously, it's so hard to make a peace deal. And by the way, under Tr- President Trump, we did have peace um, because we had a respect around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, by the way, Hamas knew if you if you do anything under President Trump, you're probably not going to be alive much longer. Um, but and if President we, Trump, if, oh, 
um, President Trump also was the only person to go to the wall recently. The only recent president, like he actually went to and touched the the wall down in there in Israel. So no one ever wants to talk about that either. Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, obviously we got to corrupt the media, but uh, it's. We're not going to get peace if we promote the killing of of uh, of one religion after another, and it's just it's it's just you're not going to find peace in that. It, there's just not going to be peace. So I'm saying if, if Israel and Palestine want peace, then Palestine has got to make a deal saying, Hey, we're like, and they do this on the Israeli side too. They think they want to kill the Palestinians while the Israelis want to, while the Palestinians want to kill the Israelis. Mm-hmm. They need to stop this. Because this is just insane, and it just needs to stop. This is this is how we get more violence. And, and by the way, this has been going for generations. But when is that one generation going to say, "Hey, why the hell are we killing each other? Let's just freaking stop this shit." Like yeah. it's just unbelievable. I, I yeah. just I, I just want peace, and and you know I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, listen, I I may not I, I may not believe in Muslim. I may not believe in judaism but i but i believe a thing called peace i believe we can all come together as people as as humans yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i 100 agree with you right there man 100 like i'm i've been seeing a lot of these videos that, for the past like few days well actually about a week now we're like the literally sh- like you've seen videos from both israel and palestine of showing all the horrible brutal things that each side has been doing to each other like women and children being killed like and, and much other stuff that I don't even want to describe. It, it's it's truly disturbing, man. And like um, from what I hear, Hamas has kidnapped a whole bunch of women and and children too, and probably has raped a whole bunch of the women too. So, like I I don't understand why both both sides just need to just um knock this off because like um n- neither side is going to gain anything by just killing the other. N- neither they're not going to gain anything whatsoever. Well, it's. <laughs> It's, it's, I, I, yeah, it's just super hard to talk about. And I I really, honestly, I I just, I just hate getting involved in foreign, foreign shit because it's really, I'm, if if you really think of it for a sec, I, I mean, we have enough shit going on at home. Uh, Like, I I really honestly don't want to send another billion dollars to a foreign country um, Mm -hmm. because, because we're, we're, we're probably honestly almost just as bad as China, at least getting there. And, and I hope to God it doesn't continue any more longer, but um, things like this are a lot of reasons why we need to get president Trump elected because president Trump will end these wars and make peace deals with both sides. And, and we need, we need president Trump back in office because I want peace in the world again. I want, I want to live my life. And I want to have my generation live a nice life and actually be able to afford a home and live the American dream. That's what yeah. I want. Um, and and I want the United States to be the be the respected country that will not be integrated into a war and yeah. have to spend billions of dollars fighting it. Yeah, and you can let me know if I'm right or if I'm right or if I'm correct on this. But I heard and, that. And, like, listen, um... and, and, and listen, by the way, just just for the audience, I support Israel. Okay, I support Israel. I support the Israelis, but but we need to st- just both sides need to stop the killing of others. But these Hamas terrorists need to go. These Hamas terrorists need to go. Yeah, these people yeah. are disgusting. 
Yeah, and like, is this true that I heard what I heard earlier that the U that the U.S. has sent like a, a, a some carrier into the Mediterranean Sea somewhere in that area? Another one recently. I heard something about that earlier. I don't know if that's true or not, though. I I I haven't been keeping up with all this all this stuff going on. It, it's just I just I just really when I see just dead bodies of people and uh, people being abused, I, I really just I really just cannot watch it. I, I just can't. It's just so sad to see. Same here, man. Same here. Like um, yeah. We've been going on for about and for now we're in ten minutes, so I think we can wrap it up right here now, man. Yeah, so we can wrap it up here, Dylan. Um, but before Dylan, before we wrap it up, um, can you let my audience know where they can find you at? Uh, yes, uh, you can find me on Twitter d- at Dylan Fillion IA. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Dylan Fillion IA, and you can also find me, um. Uh, on True Social at Dylan Filiana IA, and you can find me on Getter at Dylan Filiana IA. Yeah. Um, and and I should be having a website going up soon. Um, Good. Uh, for uh, f- for my personal self. So, uh, th- thank you, uh, yeah. Ray. Thank you for having me, and it was and it was an honor. Yeah. Okay. And also, guys, if you're watch if you're watching this, go follow um Dylan on Twitter and, and follow him because he need we're trying to he's trying to build a following over there. He really is. Also. When you're watching this, if you're watching this here on Rumble, make sure to fo- hit the hit the follow button and follow me on all the other social media platforms as well. Not just on Rumble, but all the other platforms because I'm on all of them. Also, follow me on all the podcast platforms because I'm on all those too. I'm trying to grow the Ray Studios brand as a whole. All right, everybody. Um, this has been Ray and Dylan, and this is, was the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This was episode number 121. Catch you guys later. Peace.